In the world today, it's harder than ever to be a parent. Most of us are just trying to make it to the next day. Between jobs that take too much time away from our kids, to world events, to the dangers of social media, it's a never-ending battle to be a parent. Put that next to the guilt of too much TV, are they eating enough healthy foods, you have a stress-induced chaotic life with little balance. But here's the thing. We're all good parents. Because if you're stressing about your kids watching too much TV or new ways to get them to eat veggies because the old tricks won't work, then you care. And when it comes down to it, that's what counts. Now, we're not parenting experts. We don't always have useful advice. But what we do have is solidarity in that we're all going through the same things, be it at different times, but the same things nevertheless. And sometimes it's good to be reminded that other parents out there who are, despite how it appears, going through the same things you are. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to podcast number two. Uh, Before we dive into the topic for today, we wanted to share with all of you something that we didn't have ready to go last time, and that is the name of our podcast. So we are officially uh, calling this the Spill Proof Podcast. Which, if you're listening to this, you probably have already figured that out. Yes. But when we recorded our first one, we did not yet have an official name, and that is where we landed. We hadn't even come up with this name yet. No, yeah. It wasn't even on a list. We didn't even have a list of names. Mm-mm. We just dove in and then realized we needed a name for this. So, Dave, do you want to give a little reasoning why behind or behind why we chose Spillproof? <laughs> well, we wanted to find something that was related to the topic, which is, you know, parenting and things like that. And honestly, you know, Spillproof is something that we look for in just about everything uh cups plates things anything i mean next to being chew proof uh, that's probably the highest thing although chew proof is a little bit on the up on the list yes right now for sure with our son uh and our son is just we believe he is quite possibly the messiest child in the world right now so spill proof anything is uh is our goal let's put it this way (laughs) owen's uncle got him one of those gyro bowls which is a as seen on TV thing, I'm pretty sure. And it's got, I don't know, four, three or four axes on it. And the whole point is, is that it's supposed to be spill-proof. Mm-hmm. The first thing he did when he got that was grab it by the handle, stick his thumb in the bowl so it wouldn't spin, and then hold it sideways while picking Cheerios out of it. He found a way to make it spill-proof. Or spill, not spillable. 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 There, yes. Thank you. Within 30 seconds. Instantly. Yeah. Was, yeah. As soon as we handed it to him, it's how he grabbed it. Mm-hmm, immediately figured out how to uh, get the contents out of there, making it not spill proof. <laughs> yeah. It, it did. It did not work, which I mean, how many as seen on TV things actually do what they say they do? No. I think it's a small number. <laughs> Right. So getting into this week's topic, we wanted to reflect back on the year that was 2020 and kind of the highs and lows and take a look at our top five highs or highlights or things that we actually really enjoyed about 2020. And then the things that were not so great, the top five things that were not so great about 2020. So Dave and I have each prepared our separate lists and we're just going to go through them and, and talk about it a little bit just to kind of, like we said, reflect on 2020. And if you're doing the math, that's actually 20 things. <laughs> Maybe, but maybe some of them are overlap. Overlap. True, that is true. We we both came up with five good, five bad, a piece, mm-hmm. 
And there probably is going to be some overlap. So. Yeah. So should we start with the top five highlights or the top five not so great? I think we should do a mix. I think we should go back and forth. Okay. Great. Let's doing do all of one or all the other. Just I don't want to end on a bad note, but I don't want to start on a bad note. Gotcha. So let's start with a not so great one, and then we will end on a good one. Okay. There we go. Okay, so what was one of your top five not-so-great things about last year? Top five not-so-great uh, would have probably been being furloughed. That was not not great. And it took me asking my employer, still not understanding it based on the way that it was gently put, Googling it, still not really understanding it, and then having to Google it a second time to really understand what the heck it was. In case anybody doesn't know who either didn't have to do it or just didn't quite figure it out. Basically, you're terminated with the idea that you're going to be rehired back at a certain time. All the vacation was paid out, which that stunk. And, you know, it it, it sucked because it was uncertain. You know, we, Becky luckily didn't have to be furloughed, but it was a little un, uncertain, just didn't we just didn't know what, what was going to happen. I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, I was told I was going back to work and, and it all made sense based on what I do and, and who I work for. And, and, and they didn't promise anything by any means, but they, they were fairly certain that despite some massive change that, uh, that was coming back, but it was still kind of scary. I mean, mm-hmm. some people got mad. Some people got sad. I just mostly was confused and didn't have to go into work. So that was kind of nice, especially with the, the, I think the weather was, was the weather good then? I don't remember. It was starting to get nicer. Yeah. 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 So it was going into the nicer weather. So it was like we coming out of the, the, the bad weather, going into the good, got a bunch of free time. That kind of was good, but, but being furloughed that, that really stunk. Yeah. I think the unknown for us, we were fairly new in our second pregnancy or early on in our second pregnancy past the first trimester. But, you know, we were about to have our second kid, have two under two years old and to not know 100% what your work status was going to be and what our financial situation was going to be made us a little nervous. Um, Like you said, we were pretty confident that you would go back to work eventually. But those couple first couple weeks where you were on furlough, it was a little bit like, oh, shoot, what if this is long term? Like, should we start thinking about other options? Or, you know, I think at one point we were like, well, maybe I'll just be a stay at home dad for a little bit. But then that's really hard. And and then thinking about, you know, our budget and how that would have to change. And, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole and spiral and think about all the many, many hundreds and thousands of things that have to change if, you know, a second income is now no longer there or, um, you know, we have to look for another job when the economy is not doing great. So that uncertainty was probably the like scariest thing, but it was nice to like have you home. Yeah, it was, it was great being home. It just, it was, uh, it was not ideal. Mm-hmm. You know, being a stay-at-home dad would have been really cool, but the fact that we have two incomes gives us a certain amount of cushion, a certain amount of we're able to put away for savings, a certain amount of, hey, if we go to the grocery store, maybe the kids get a, a little treat. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we go out to eat more than once a week or, or whatever it might be. And Going out to eat. 
<laughs> well, well, I say going out to eat. What I mean Ordering is, out. <laughs> we right. I I'm talking about food delivery services and 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 everything that they they bring to the table now, mm-hmm. uh, which is food. It just takes a little bit of that stress out. I mean, everything is stressful as is. So you know, cutting one of the income household incomes out just would have put a little more stress than we were used to on it. So luckily, we didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, that was my uh, top bad thing of 2020. My top. Um, not so great thing of last year was being pregnant during the pandemic and just the general anxiety and kind of lack of being able to balance things being pregnant during pandemic. So I think first just the anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I can't get sick. Nobody really knows what this virus is going to do to someone who's pregnant, to the baby. You know, I'd read probably way too many articles, some probably very credible and some not so credible articles about if you do have COVID and you give birth, you know, do you have to be separated from your child? I was really, really worried about that because my last pregnancy, I did have some postpartum depression and I was really worried that that would trigger postpartum depression this time around to be separated from your kid. So I was really, really nervous about me or my family and my husband, my son um, getting COVID during uh, the pregnancy. And then just what would happen if like I did have to be separated. Um, from the, from our, our baby girl. Um, the other thing that came along with that was Dave did go back to work eventually, and I was working full-time at home, and we had Owen home because we didn't feel comfortable sending him to daycare at that point. So working full-time and having a toddler, um, he was 19 months when our daughter was born, so he was just a baby, basically. And managing that, I felt like I was doing a crappy job at both at watching my kid during the day, like being a fun, like not being fun enough, but also being available to my employees and, you know, doing a good job at work. So that was really hard. And I'm sure a lot of you feel that and are still still possibly feeling that out there, that pull in both directions where you feel like you're not really able to give 100% to each. Um, And it really took me a while to come to terms with like that I'm just going to have to take it day by day. And if I'm not 100% at each, I have to give myself a break. But it took me like months to get to that point. And then eventually during my third, once I went into the third trimester, we finally allowed my mom and my mother-in-law to come in and watch my son because I was just getting really big and really tired. And we finally realized we needed help. But even that in itself was a struggle to come up with like what we felt comfortable with, with people coming into our home, even though it was family, you know, we had been really just in a little bubble, the three of us, and weren't letting anyone else in and um, would meet people outside. But um, just the the struggles that came with the decisions we made solely because I was pregnant and it was a pandemic. That brings up uh, something that I forgot about, which you probably forgot about, too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think I know what you're going to say. But so it got to the point where when we brought our 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 parents back in, um, we we drafted a document. (laughs) We did. We did. This is what I thought you were going to say. Was it? Was yeah, it? Because yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring it up or I not. I didn't but... know if I was going to bring it, like if I was too embarrassed to bring it up or not, but let's just go ahead and I bring it up. I drafted it. I wrote it up. <laughs> I was pretty proud of the document. I thought I used a lot of good legal terms. I'm sure your dad could uh, He's tell me I'm, like, oh my I'm gosh, wrong on this. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so we drew up the Owen Accords. Yes. Um, Which was basically what we thought a very legal sounding document as to the rules our moms had to follow when they were coming over to our house and, and when they were watching Owen. And we got specific in it. 
It was extremely specific. And at the time it, it was, it was joking, but it was serious. Looking back on it now, um, it's, it's probably more funny more than anything, but at the time, um, <laughs> we were the, so serious. We were very serious and the people signing up, I think were a little, uh, afraid. Yeah. You heard it right. <laughs> we made them sign it. <laughs> Uh, Adobe uh, digital uh, or e-signature is what it was. Yeah, we literally made them review it, come to us with questions. We were so serious about it. We like were kind of joking about it, but also we were like, these are actually this is actually what you have to do in order for us to feel comfortable. And I do think a lot of it came or was driven by just our anxiety because we were pregnant. We had a lot of factors to play. Yeah. You know, I we obviously can't go back and change anything, but at the time that's what felt the most safe and comfortable for us. And look like we're able to laugh about it now, obviously. Like who draws up a document to be like here a two are the page rule- document. A two page document of here are the rules and regulations for what you can and can't do when watching our son. In, in fairness, it was <laughs> it was a uh, fourteen font. Yeah. But still. And um, maybe double spaced. Yes. But it was too It's something we can look back on and laugh about now. Hopefully everyone can laugh about it. But I think it did probably bring up like some tensions between, you know, maybe our moms who are looking at it. My dad who was like, wait, we have to do all these things or can't do all these things on top of the things we already can't do because it's pandemic times. Um, we were very strict. We could probably do a whole podcast on the Owen Accord. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, basically, this is just um, we do a podcast, then we come up with more ideas for another podcast, and it just kind of goes on and forth. This is how we keep going and going and going. So it's a never-ending thing. There you go. Um, So are we on to the next one? Yes. Let's go to one of our highlights. Uh, So I guess that goes back to me. Yes. All right. So I'm sure we share this one, uh, but one of my highlights is uh, our daughter. Yeah, guys, I'm going to tell you, Dave stole this one for me because I accidentally shared my list with him beforehand. And he was like, oh, yeah, our daughter was born last year. Well, I mean, I remembered our daughter. I was just thinking of events. Well, that's like the birth of our daughter. Yeah. But any case, uh, so we had our daughter yes, in 2020. She did. was a COVID baby, not conceived in COVID, but born in COVID, which yes. I think is actually harder. Yeah. I think having a baby during COVID is hard. Yeah. Like actually, you know, going through the birthing process. And and we actually had her in a time when cases were a little bit lower. Um, so I can't imagine those of you who had babies when it was like cases were really high and things were really unknown, like all the kudos in the world to you because dang, like you're strong and not only like having a baby is hard in itself and giving birth is really hard, but you did that during an unprecedented time. Lots of things were unprecedented in 2020. Yes. Everyone uses that word now. We we joke. Everything's unprecedented now. But yes, and the other thing about her birth, which was really fun, is she shares a birthday with Dave. Yes. So we share August 27th, mm-hmm. which is crazy because, I mean, we don't really know the parameters in which I was born because I was adopted, but she was a scheduled C-section mm-hmm. that came early mm-hmm. and just happened to come on my birthday. birthday. Yeah. So her due date was September 6th. Her C-section was scheduled for August 31st. And then she decided to come early on her dad's birthday. Which, as I think we mentioned before, I'm not a super big fan of my birthday. So uh, sharing a birthday with my daughter is fantastic because we just celebrate her birthday and I can just fly under the radar because the kids always, you know, come first. So I'm I'm thrilled about that, and um, I think that Owen will be a little jealous uh, 
this coming year. When, he's totally uh, going to be jealous. When we share a birthday and he, well, he's going to be jealous because he doesn't get presents. Yeah. And then he's going to be jealous that. M gets to share a day with you. Right. Yeah. Because if we haven't established, I might be the favorite. You're totally the favorite right now. Maybe one day it'll change. Maybe. I'm still holding out. But he's 100% going to be jealous that you share your birthday with Emily and not him. Because I actually celebrated a birthday earlier this week. And Owen kept telling me, no, it wasn't mommy's birthday. It was daddy's birthday. (laughs) So everything is daddy, daddy, daddy. But all the presents were his. <laughs> yeah, yes. So <laughs> happy birthday, mommy. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of my top five as well, um, which is the birth of our daughter. And I'm sure in a future podcast, we'll kind of share what our birthing experiences were like. So we will get into that another day. Yeah. They were very similar, very different and very stressful. Yeah. Which I think maybe goes for every parent who's ever walked into a hospital and had a baby. It's you about know. how it goes. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think there are too many textbook births out there. But. Even if it is a textbook birth, it's still probably pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's yeah. got good birthing stories, by all means, send them our way. Yeah. Uh, spillproofpodcast at gmail.com is our, uh, our email, but uh, we also have this up on YouTube, so feel free to leave a comment as well. And uh, we'll be sure to uh, read them and get back to you. Give you a shout out. Are we on to the next one? Yes. So should we do another highlight since we shared the same highlight or go back to the not so great? I don't know. I, mean, I think we're making up our own rules at this point. Okay, let's go back to the not so great. And what was one of your, what was your next not so great thing? My next not so great thing was work from home. So I, I have to explain it. Okay. So in my job, work from home, it doesn't exist. Uh, it says sales floor, background, sales, whatever you want to call it. It's sales oriented, so to speak. I don't sell anything, but I have sales schedules, retail, you know, the whole nine yards. Work from home does not, uh, isn't conducive of a sales environment. So it never was an issue. However, coming off of furlough, one of the first things that happened were, uh, we were work from home. So we went, picked up all of our equipment, plugged it all in at home and, work. Turns out that work from home is actually pretty cool. Uh, I actually really liked it. You know, it, it allowed me to get all my work done. Uh, the weather was really great. So it was summer. So, you know, if I had a little bit of time, I could go out and get some fresh air, uh, always, you know, just made my lunch because I was right at home. Um, got to be in the comforts of my own home, which was kind of nice. Didn't have an office chair. That wasn't great. Uh, sitting in a dining room, hardwood (laughs) chair with a very, very poor padded bottom. Uh, that did take a toll on my back. I, I, I will say that the, the bad part about it was is that I actually really liked it. And again, like I said, it's it's not conducive of the uh, of the environment. So uh, that'll never happen again, uh, assuming something like COVID never happens again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it does, it probably will happen again. But let's all hope that doesn't happen. Yes. So, yeah, I I really liked it. And it, it kind of stinks because now I got a taste of the, the work from home life. And I know a lot of you out there probably uh, have mixed feelings about that, depending on what the living situation is and kids, no kids, whatever your, your job might be. Um, I know a lot of places are keeping people, uh, at home, uh, just because the, uh, the production is better or people are happier or whatever it might be. Um, but I know there's just as many bringing people back in too. So, you know, once I think everything goes back to normal, it'll be interesting to see how many of us actually go back to work. I was one of the unfortunate ones who went back, uh, fairly early, mm-hmm. uh, in the COVID process. Yeah. Uh, when you said that that was one of your negatives, I, did I surprise you? 
It, very surprising. And I actually have that on one of my top highlights from 2020 because I thought before COVID happened, uh, I remember speaking with coworkers saying I could never work from home because I would become a shut-in and like a, a recluse and become antisocial. And so basically everything that happened during COVID. Exactly. Which lended itself really well for, for me. But uh, I am shocked with how much I absolutely love work from home. I am, I'm hopefully still still as productive as I thought. I I think I'm still as productive as I was in the office. Um, you know, I take different types of breaks during the day, but I, f- I actually think I probably work more because I don't often take a full lunch. Um, you know, I'm not running errands. You know, occasionally I'd run out and do errands on lunch and so maybe take a full hour, whereas right now I kind of just make my lunch and, and then come back and sit at my desk and, and continue working. It's nice if I have a project that I have a deadline, a really tight deadline. I can log off at five, feed the kids, get them to bed, and then log off later and, you know, continue that work without having to, you know, add on the commute back home. Um, that added stress of like, oh my gosh, I do I stay at work and finish something or do I come home and finish it? Um, the amount of money we have saved on gas just by not commuting the 20, 30 minutes back and forth to work every day. The amount we've saved on buying lunches because I think, I think we calculated it once very high level and we save at least like somewhere between like 60 to 90 dollars a week just for lunches that we were buying easily we, yeah easily because we would get you know coffee on the way to work um a bagel on the way to work you know grab lunch somewhere a full breakfast sandwich yeah you know maybe a snack at the vending machine and another coffee you know at, at 2 3 p.m and we were spending a crazy amount of money per week that we just don't spend it anymore because we make our own coffee at home and typically just make our lunch at home or I do at least now that well and, work, and, but. and but that's not to say we're not spending the money elsewhere I mean we're spending quite a bit of money on groceries now which uh, was a learning curve yeah you know we we didn't and this this sounds silly but I don't think we really knew how to shop for groceries no. um I mean we we knew how to buy groceries but when it comes to shopping and planning out meals on one shop a, a week uh, that's something completely different because now you're planning out your meals you're buying yeah. All the stuff up front, you're making sure that it's going to be good all the way through. So the stuff that's going to expire sooner, you're going to cook those meals earlier. Um, you know, I, I think that we probably doubled our grocery bill, I want to say. Probably. Maybe double it, maybe a little bit more. It's more effective and it still saves us money because as we mentioned, we're, I want to say I was maybe spending almost $40 a day between breakfast, lunch, and dinner on my long days. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably. And that's just because I was buying pre-made stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, the convenience of pre-made stuff. Um, But with COVID, you know, we're trying to go as uh, infrequent as possible to the grocery store, doing a lot of curbside. We started doing uh, a lot of uh, food delivery for groceries at the beginning. Yeah, a lot of Instacart delivery at the beginning, but now we pick it up at the store, which yeah. saves a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It, it's shocking how much is. I still think they gouge you on the pricing through the app, but... Probably a little bit, but... Yeah, but I think um, we still save... A lot. And yes, it was definitely a learning curve. I am not a cook. Dave can attest to that. I I thought you were going to say Dave is a cook. No, you you are definitely the better cook between the two of us. I have no imagination in the kitchen. I know how to push buttons on a microwave and make stir fry, which I actually don't even think I ever made during pandemic because I was pregnant and just cranky all the time. But anyways, Dave is not going to comment on that, <laughs> but we, um, 
Work from home, yeah, it was a, a really surprising highlight for me because, you know, it it let me just um, have more time with the kids. And even now, I, I still love it. I think there's, you know, probably going to be a time when, when I'll have to go back into the office. I hope it's not full time because I've found that I just really thrive in, at work from home and it really works for me. And I was thinking about it today. I've also only put makeup, like a full face of makeup, which for me isn't like crazy anyways. I do not know how to like highlight and shade and and do all that stuff. Um, But I've only done it maybe two to three times in the last year. So it's just been really nice to not have to worry about that. And um, yeah, I love work from home and I'm hopeful that I can continue it even when pandemic ends, but we'll see. So that was one of my highlights. Did we just go from the bad to the good? Yes, because your work from home was a not so great thing, but it was one of my good things. Okay. So I've messed up the cadence. Yeah, whatever. Make it up as we go. Yes. So we're back on bad. Yeah. All right. So am I going or are you going? I'll do one. Okay. Um, so one of my not so great things, it's actually unrelated to the pandemic, but kind of related to my first not so great thing, just being pregnant in general in summer. So my first pregnancy with our son, I he was born in January, so my second half of my pregnancy was in winter, which, you know, you have to be careful of slipping on ice and buying way more maternity clothes and maternity coats and things. You didn't like it. I didn't li- I don't I don't like being pregnant in general. Let me just put that out That's there. That's what I meant. Yeah, I don't like being pregnant. I am not someone who glows. I sweat and um You glisten. No, I don't even glisten. <laughs> I just at least this pregnancy I just sweat. Um but I never felt that feeling of like wow, this is the most beautiful I felt in my whole life. I thought it was great that I was growing a child and and, and expanding our family and um, producing some of the cutest kids you'll ever see. But in general, I do not like being pregnant. I got really, really sick with both kids. So in 2020, I was, I, th- I think the first 12 to 13 weeks throwing up several times a day. I remember crying to my sister because I was like, I've thrown up seven, eight times today and I just feel horrible all the time. Maybe I had COVID. I don't know. <laughs> um, I felt awful the in, the entire time, uh, at least for the first trimester. And then being pregnant when it was, we had a great summer. It was really warm. But being pregnant when it's like 80, 90 degrees outside was, it was hard. And and just like having sciatica pain. And I didn't really swell at all with my first pregnancy. I swelled a lot with this pregnancy. And I think it's because I actually sat down more working from home and I had to remind myself to get up and walk. And I was pretty good about drinking water. But um, I remember, you know, telling my team, I have to transition to the couch because my feet are just so swollen. So just being pregnant in general in the summer and the heat was hard. Luckily, we had a pool mm-hmm. uh, or access to a pool, I mm-hmm. should say. Uh, you know, your parents had a pool, which was really great. And that kind of helped yeah, around the corner. take a lot of stress off of your uh, your back and legs and yeah. the sciatica and just kind of float for a little bit. But obviously, there was only so much time you could be in it, but mm-hmm. can't take a laptop in a pool. No, no. It was like Saturdays became my... Saturday mornings, I took Owen to the pool and I made my mom put a mask on so that she could hold him and play with him in the pool. And I would just float for like an hour or two. And then we would eat lunch outside and we would go home and have a nap. Owen would have a nap. Owen would have a nap. I would sit there and grumble about how everything hurt and was swollen to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I grumbled to myself. Yes. 
No. Pregnancy has, was never been uh, easy. No, um, yeah. I um, am really jealous of those moms that are like, I just loved being pregnant. I felt so beautiful and I felt so like at home in my body. Like I wanted to peel my skin off. Yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next one? Yes, for you. Are we doing good or bad? I lost track. Um, a not so good thing. Not so good thing. Didn't we just do that with that, being pregnant? Yes. So a good thing. Okay, so we'll do a good thing. Uh, on my good thing list, I have getting to spend time with the family. That's on my list, too. Is it? Yeah. I hope it's that's, a good thing. That's my top thing. Yes, my top highlight. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I ordered them in that way, but I just kind of mm-hmm. just threw it on the paper. But yeah, sp- getting to spend time with my family. So I'm not going to say that my work made me not take all my time off because that wouldn't be true. But there was an air of being expected that you wouldn't take. So we live in New York State. New York State's one of the few places. And, and we actually came to find this out because a lot of our friends have had kids. And New York State... While having many of its flaws, uh, including um, horrible roadworks, yeah, potholes <laughs> and construction all the time, but still seems to have potholes. I don't understand <laughs> that. Uh, how can you do construction throughout the year on roads and bridges and still have potholes? It doesn't just doesn't make any sense. But when Owen was born, I only took uh, two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of was the social norm. Again, it, it wasn't it wasn't work saying that I had to do it or anything like that. But it was it was almost peer pressure or expected or a, a, a buddy of mine that I work with. He took the whole time off and his daughter was born. I want to say four weeks, five weeks before Owen, uh, maybe a little bit more. And he took his whole time off. So we get as uh, the, the dads, we get 10 weeks and he took all 10 weeks. And even I, someone who was about to have a kid, was like, man, he's taken 10 weeks. That's crazy. Like, what is he going to like? What is he going to do 10 weeks? Like, be gone for 10 weeks, just come back. And like, I couldn't couldn't make sense of it. So when Owen was born, I only took two weeks and uh, the two weeks went by very quickly. Uh, I went back to work and Becky was just kind of on her own because uh, she had uh, quite a bit more time. Uh, obviously off, uh, even more than 10 weeks actually. And it sucked because she was on her own. She, you know, she, she had her mom or my mom come over and, and, and kind of help. But, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have, have me there and, and, mm-hmm. you know, at nights and, and things like that. So since I was working and she wasn't, a lot of times she attended to Owen at night. Uh, luckily he generally was a decent sleeper. Yeah. Um, we, he had some problems and, and there were times where he woke up and I remember we, uh, had to sleep with him a little bit, either holding him or down on the couch, depending, uh, cause I think he got, he got a cold, uh, yeah, he pretty got early sick, on. uh, a couple of times during that. Yeah. And it just, it, it just, it was easier to have him not all stuffy and congested laying down, just, just mm-hmm. holding him. So, um, we did take shifts. There were a couple nights and a couple times when he was sick that we took shifts, but generally she took it over just because I was uh, going back to work. So I always felt really guilty about that after the fact, after I kind of realized that we actually pay for it, uh, out of our paychecks. So there's, there's part of your, uh, your taxes and deductions out of your paycheck go towards, um, that, which is a, a form of unemployment, which is not a big deal. Cause Hey, we all used unemployment. Well, most of us used unemployment <laughs> in 2020. And, uh, so this time around, uh, I learned from my mistakes and I took all 10 weeks and it was great. I honestly think I really had to at this point, uh, even if I wasn't thinking that I was going to do it just because we had a 19 month old, as, mm-hmm. as Becky said, and uh, a newborn and with one person trying to wrangle in the 19 month old who learned how to walk at seven months. Was it? No, he was 11 months when he learned 11 months. He sat up. He sat up early. That's what it was. He sat up at like three and a half, four months. 
Yes. Which is which was wild to see a little baby do that. But like he just decided one day he was going to sit up really early. Yeah. When he gets determined, mm-hmm. when he gets determined, he does just about <laughs> anything. Um, but but yeah. So being home, being able to help out a little bit. We have some crazy stories that we can tell at some point in time of when we originally brought Owen home and the things that we did uh, because we had a cat. Um, <laughs> we basically turned our front family room into uh, Jurassic Park where we were like inside the cages. Uh, with oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about the yes. cardboard fence we the basically built inside to keep our cat out. Five and a half feet tall. That yeah. she still jumped over. She did. Because we had oh some gosh. crazy fear. All the new parent mistakes, another podcast. The irrational. Oh my gosh, absolutely. The irrational things you think and do. We were talking about that today. Mm-hmm. We were like, why did we make Owen use these really slow bottles when he was younger? We had we have no idea. Anyways, we will talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we were paranoid for some reason that he was drinking his bottle too fast. Meanwhile, now, uh, Emily uh, will take a bottle in, I don't know, maybe an hour. And maybe take two ounces. Yeah. Again, a whole other topic we will dive into at another time. So, but yeah, so I took 10 weeks. It was great. It was also great because it was um, uh, summer, uh, which actually goes into uh, one of my other good things. And I'll just roll with it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was great because the weather was nice. Uh, you know, she was born in August. Uh, the weather was fantastic. You know, we could quite go anywhere or show her off uh, like we normally do with a baby, you know, bring everybody over, see the new baby, mm-hmm. ooh and ah about it and, and all that kind of stuff. But it was nice to get outside and, and go on walks and just kind of keep the windows open. Um, I think by then we had our, our deck put on the house, I yep. want to say. So yeah. uh, we, we had a, a deck put on the house to kind of enjoy the weather a little bit. And it was nice just to sit out there and, and let Owen play in the the splash pool thing and the, mm-hmm. the ice buckets and just have the baby out there, get some fresh air. It, w- it was just, it was really great. And, and and I don't regret taking that time off. It was, it was hell when I came back because I'm a one, one person department. I have uh backup people who, who helped me out, but uh, my core job, I'm the only one who does it. So it was a utter cluster when I came back, but that aside, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, those 10 weeks were probably like one of the best times in my whole life. Just, you know, having a newborn, having Owen was only 19 months, um, you know, M cluster fed like a maniac. And it was definitely like longer nights than it was with Owen. But just knowing that we had each other every day for those 10 weeks was awesome. And, you know, having lunch together every day and dinner together every day, eating at the same times together as a family every day. Um, we just haven't been able to have that because of, you know, our work schedules and things. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, when you went back after those 10 weeks, I was like, I'm going to miss Dave so much and just miss this routine, this awesome routine that we had gotten into and just being outside together and and going on walks. And um, yeah, just time with family was absolutely one of the highlights. You know, I remember we were sending Owen back to daycare in November, I think. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this because I literally haven't gone a day without him besides the couple days we were in the hospital. Um, I haven't been without him a single day. Like I see him, I'm with him all day, every day. And it's going to freak me out that he's going to be at daycare for a full, what, seven, seven hours, I think. So, um, time with family was so amazing. You know, we'll never have, we'll probably, I don't know if we'll ever have that much family time again. And it was just glorious. I loved it so much. So I think we're going to end it here in a sec, but I wanted to, and we'll, we'll continue in a 
uh, another episode. So this will be a two-parter. But since you brought it up, can we just go over when we got back home from the hospital with Emily? Because as Becky said, we had never been away from Owen for, for that long and or ever. 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 We had intended to, like, do some trial nights away from him, but then pandemic happened. Yeah, so it didn't happen. So uh, I think your mom came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stayed here. It was We were supposed to be there three nights, but due to COVID and being in the hospital and all that, we they were— They let us go after two. Because yes. we were doing good, and mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And we, we FaceTimed with Owen a little bit or—, mm-hmm. or um, we FaceTimed him every day and or use Duo. Yeah. Um, but when we got home, um, at least I envisioned him running up and being like, Mommy, Daddy, I love you guys. Some slow motion. Yeah, like hug happy, me. Happy tongue out, just arms to embrace. Yeah, like huge family hug and then introducing him to Emily and having him be so in love with her. Just everything with a rosy haze over yep. it. Didn't happen like that. <laughs> nope. No. No. He wanted nothing to do with either Dave or I. He mm. kept um, asking for both of his nanas were over. One nana is called Nanny. One nana is called Nene. Just so you guys are aware. He only wanted to be with them. He saw us and then ran to them and wanted to be picked up by them. And it didn't help that Em was screaming and crying as we walked her in for the first time. She got really upset in the car. But it was it was not the picture perfect scene that I envisioned in my brain. No, it could have been many things. What it turned out to be was nothing that either one of us would have guessed would have happened. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just wasn't. It, it was actually a little little um it, it felt really bad heartbreaking actually. yeah it heartbreaking. was terrible yeah because your your son who like adored you couldn't be away from you was like i don't want you in this house i don't want you to hold me. i remember After two days yeah i remember picking him up too and thinking oh my gosh i think you grew two inches like i re- like i still to this day when i pick him up i'm like you grew so much in the hospital well, I think that was because we were used to holding a newborn who was, yeah. like, what was she? She was eight pounds? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. Um, and then Owen at that point would have been 20 pounds? Like 25, 26 pounds or something. Yeah. So I don't know. A little, a little, a little bit different, yeah. But I think that was where the, the, the disconnect was because it was just a, a small newborn and then you pick up your toddler and yeah, who but... can kind of talk enough to break your heart. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. All right. So that about wraps this up. Um, We've still got maybe the better half of both lists, maybe. I don't know what's still on your list, Uh, but we'll wrap it up here and uh, we'll make this, like I said, a two-parter. So uh, check us out on uh, Spotify, uh, Spillproof Podcast. Uh, We've got our YouTube up as well. So if you want to check out the episode on there, uh, Spillproof Podcast on YouTube. Uh, We're also on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, spillproof podcast so check us out this episode should be coming out uh later this week uh and then part two should be following uh pretty close after so thank you for listening and we'll uh check in again